Forty mm. percent of players own Mohamed Salah. Do they really? Well, we'll just get, we'll just crack into it, shall we? Fantasy Podcast Episode 1, built upon the love of the beautiful game, anything and everything football. Uh, over the next 45 minutes, we'll take you through transfer news, some season predictions, tips and tricks for you to survive, arguably, uh, Fantasy Premier's most divided league. I'm going to introduce you to a couple of my co-hosts here, Dylan Fennell and uh, Josh McDonald. How are you going, lads? Hey, hey, very good. G'day. All good. It's a Trans-Tasman affair today. We're set up in uh, the su- sweet, sunny coast of Australia, and we've got Josh joining us from Wellington. Uh, in New Zealand. So, lads, I'm going to throw over to you guys super early uh, and get a bio from both of you, see how you're going. So, Dillo, I had to you, mate. What's your story? How would you get into football? How would you get into everything football? And more importantly, how excited are you for this? Mate, firstly, very, very excited for this and, and even more excited for the uh, the new season to kick off. Uh, so, I'm going to be holding up the Australian arm of this uh, this podcast Um with, with you two from across the Dutch. Uh, I am. So, 30 years old. Been playing the, the beautiful game since five years old. Uh, it was a bit of a family affair for me. So, for, followed in my brother's footsteps. Uh, picked it up very early and, and played ever since. Uh, until, obviously, a recent injury, which has brought a bit of a... Uh, an abrupt halt to, uh, to my career. But um, I'll admit early, I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan. Um, and, and for those that follow the, the local competition, cheers for that, mate. <laughs> those that follow the local competition, a, uh, a Sydney FC fan. Um, and for those that have been following the, uh, the Premier League for many years, my, my idols were, uh, were the one and only Michael Owen. Um, and, and obviously following the, uh, the Australian way, um, the one and only Harry Kuehl. Oh, nice, mate. And uh, that would have been nice him is playing playing for Liverpool as well, mate. Um, when was that? Was that late early two thousands, late nineties? Yeah, would have been um, would have been sort of early two thousands. He was in the the uh, the famous Champions League final, mate. He was a part of that. So, was he? Re- ah, he was. Eh? Yeah, he was. yeah. He scored a pen, didn't he? he scored a pen. Uh, no, he no. Didn't score one of the goals. No. Oh, okay. You can tell my. I think he got subbed off for memory. But they were doing shite at halftime. So. Yeah, well, yeah, fair <laughs> We all call. know how it turned around, though. Mate. We all know how it turned around. Absolutely. And, uh, Jess, what about you, mate? Where, where are you from? Where you get into football? How do you find everything football? And, uh, more importantly, how excited are you for the start of the season? Yeah, what a story. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the season um, that's coming up, mainly because Chelsea's got a massive transfer ban, which means we've got a really authentic chance of not winning the Premier League. Um, so it's going to be heaps of fun. <laughs> Stranger things have happened, I, uh, mate. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I um, got into football when I was four. Um, I had to play with my sister because um, she was a bit older than me and mum didn't want to, to do uh, two drop-offs. Um, and uh, went to Dilly and played football with Scott and they were playing the first 11 together. And then I got into futsal. Um, actually co-founded the University of Auckland Futsal Club and oh. uh, futsal's really taken off as so a big supporter of that sport. Um, Chelsea fan since um, since way back, probably at the start of the Mourinho era. Big fan of Didier Drogba. 
Um, and Frank Lampard as well, really looking forward to seeing what he can do um, with the Chelsea youngsters this season. Yeah, for sure. And you're um, the founder of Everything Football, so, so to speak, the founding father. Uh, how that all come the about, man. mate? It kind of bridges quite nicely into this. Obviously, we've created and generated a huge community slash family. I'd call us family, but I don't think family argues as much as Everything Football does. Um, <laughs> healthy arguments, though. Healthy arguments, exactly. And then you yeah. are never afraid to get involved, which is always great. Yeah, no, I um, I I founded the page on June the seventeenth, two thousand and eleven. Um, so it's a fair fair way back now. But um, it started with a small group of mates uh, wanting to talk smack about football, and that's probably the reason we have to keep it a closed group. But there's um, probably I'd say what two degrees of separation between between the members, oh, with so, mates yeah. just adding their mates and it's sort of going from there. We do have a um, large um, Arab community though that have joined from, I don't uh, know how, but active members as well. <laughs> always, well, always I'll, football brings us together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So talking about our members, uh, we've got 554 members. I was checking the analytics this afternoon and we've got 455 active members, which is awesome. Yeah, man, In the last yeah. month, over 4,000 posts comments and reactions which is huge oh, um, 4,000 in the last month that's awesome that's wicked man just for, and it's all organic as well you know like people actually just genuinely wanting to talk uh, footy yeah it is it's about um, 10 posts a day um, our top contributor I think probably apart from me <laughs> is um, Carl Williamson who um, has, has the mighty words has a 30 posts this month <laughs> well played um, it's like the 8th as well what is it the ninth? and he's got 30 posts already Oh, yeah, wow. we'll be keeping uh, an eye on him to uh, see how he trends over the coming months. We've got 93% men, um, 2.5% women. Um, that doesn't quite make 100%, so I'm wondering where the rest is going. <laughs> you can't question these days, mate. <laughs> can't label genders. Oh, wow. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. you're the starter of Everything Football, bro. Um, and Dylan, you, you've joined Everything Football pretty much at the other end of the spectrum. I think I invited you to it about you did. five or six months ago, mm. maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit less. Um, but you're clearly a big footy fan. Obviously, I played a little bit with you over here before your uh, knee decided to just explode. And now your football career is hanging by a torn ACL, I think yeah. is probably how we can say it. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm going to throw to you anyway. Int- you've introduced yourself to the Everything Football listeners. We want to hear what happened last season. I know you played fantasy. You weren't part of the Everything Football fantasy crew. Um, but, you know, being a Liverpool supporter... Um, you guys having a ripping season. You got the Champions League final. That's obviously not Premier League specific. Mm. But what was your thoughts and uh, feelings from the season? And, and kind of give us a little recap on last year, how it felt. Yeah, so I think, you know, complete unbiased opinion. It was really nice just to actually have a title race um, right down to the final day. You know, um, I can't remember the exact number, but the, the amount of times that City and Liverpool changed uh, the lead was absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, and they sort of pushed each other the whole way and, and kind of took things to another level because of that. Um, but then you, you sort of go uh, below that and that the race for the top four actually ended up being quite exciting. Um, although I would say, you know, kind of ended in disappointment for, for quite a few of those clubs, I would say. Um, even Spurs, who, yeah, sure, they got into um, to uh, the top four in the end, but the start that they had and to sort of, you know, keep pace with the top two for so long and then drop away, I imagine that um, it was kind of mixed emotions for Spurs fans. Um, and then, you know, United, bit of false hope there for a little while. Uh, 
But yeah, Just you know, to get rid of Mourinho. To be honest, I I, I would have never believed we'd have sacked him, but uh, was so glad when we did, man. I think it was needed. So glad, yeah. Um, and you know that that's kind of a highlight of the the season in itself. But my honestly, again, unbiased number one um, highlight for that season is definitely that that title race. Yeah, man. And what about you, Josh? Last season, Chelsea supporter, obviously. Um, sorry, everyone. I mean, Jorginho, everyone talks about how he was meant to just be the, the metronome in the middle of the park for Chelsea and didn't quite do that all season, um, but was definitely... Well, I've got to disagree with you there. He really has pulled the strings in the back. Um, there's a bit of a, I guess, a, a bit of a feeling that he wasn't living up to what he was meant to do, but taking a look at the stats, he really has provided a lot of um, decent um, chemistry in the middle of the park not really an assist machine or a goal machine, but really keeps the team ticking over. And I think, you know, seeing Chelsea finish third um, probably just slipped on in there. Yeah. Um, Putting put, put a gun great. to your head, though, when you had Kante, obviously, you pick him up from Leicester, wins a, wins a title there, comes over to Chelsea, wins a title with Chelsea, doing pretty much the same job, given exactly the same licence to Rome. Then one World Cup, which he happened to win, goes by, and all of a sudden he's one of the best number 10s in the world, and he's playing forward. Like, when you guys finish third, I'm just, you know, if you, you start doing the math on that, how's, I mean, what was, as a Chelsea supporter, your kind of view on that when he's just, like, moved up the top? I mean, he can play. On Kante playing a more forward position? Yeah, and, and you know, you got Jorginho coming in, and to your, to your credit, you, as a fan, thought he did a really good job, and the stats speak the truth. I think that's where the, the negative sort of sentiment towards Jorginho came from, was the fact that, Conte was out of position. He took his place or something. Yeah, I don't think it's that he did a bad job. I think it's that people would just prefer Conte to be there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think Chelsea adopted a really sort of um, high press mentality after they lost the ball, and Conte's work rate really just helped put that pressure on on the back line. Um, There's no high press get the ball than putting Conte. Really, he's, <laughs> he's got an engine far out. Oh, for he's real. got a smile, a smile, and an engine for days that could. <laughs> Conte riding a bike. Yeah, I was what actually, an image. Yeah. I was actually in the in the lead up to this watching the the title celebration um, of Leicester. Just as going back through as you do, circling through YouTube videos, and they actually had to pull Conte out of the back of all the players at the title celebration and like force him to hold the trophy, even though he played such a kind of integral part of that team. You can just see how humble he is. You know, it's, it's awesome especially when these millionaires are actually just like too shy to stand in front of a stadium and, and hold a trophy, but they're able to dictate a game every Saturday. Yeah, and no, i got a lot of respect for N'Golo. N'Golo. Sweet, man. Um, well, it is that time. This is called the Everything Football Fantasy Podcast, and there is an actual reason for that, because despite us wanting to talk about ourselves, we've done it for 11 minutes, I'm going to actually turn it over to fantasy football, the thing that actually gives us a reason to brag for each other, uh, with each other, and also uh, maybe put a little bit of wages on the line. I know for the last two years in a row, I've lost $100 to you, uh, Jesh, on two occasions for my uh, set-and-forget mentality through the Christmas period of fantasy football, um, and we're back on again, I'm sure, this year. One of the things I do uh, want to know, though, and, and this is something that has come up in conversation with us a few times over the past few weeks, is threads on the uh, Everything Football page as well. I want to know the difference between a quality player who actually goes out, like you're saying, Jorginho, on a Saturday, does the job, stats look great. Jorginho doesn't get you much points in fantasy, though. I had him last year. And then there are these players who we think are shite, 
Ashley Young, put him there. But he actually got a considerable amount of points in fantasy last year. Yep. But who's going to pick him up? So I just want to kind of both of you, yo-yo back to me. Have you got any players who are maybe sneaking into your team or you think might be a pretty good pickup if you're looking, you know, in the in the lower range, in the higher range? It's not really, I don't know, I'm not really too concerned who you give me, but what's the difference between a good fantasy player and a good actual player? Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll jump in and use the example we've just talked about in, in, um, in Conte. Um, you look at his year last year, um, and that was his highest points scoring year in the last three or four seasons, whatever it's been. When, if you reflect on his actual performances, you would say that they're probably not as good as they were in Chelsea's title winning year or, yeah, yeah. or the year of Leicester. So um, that kind of prompted me to, to dig a little bit deeper. And when you look at uh, the way that you score your points through fantasy football, it's heavily weighted towards players at both end of the pitch. So obviously goals and assists and goals from anyone. Obviously forwards get the most points for, for goals, midfielders slightly less, defenders slightly less. Um, then you look at assists, great way to, uh, to get your points. Clean sheets um, for goalkeepers more so than defenders and then pen saves. Uh, and you, you, you kind of compare that to a really important part of of a team that, that performs well in terms of um, recoveries, yeah. I would argue is a super important part of a midfielder's role. For every three recoveries, you get one point. I didn't even know that. For every three recoveries, you get one point. Versus, as an example, if a defender goes and scores a goal, that's 12 points. Yeah, if right. a striker scores a goal, that's 24 points. So it's heavily weighted towards each end. A key pass is one point. So if you look at a midfielder like Jorginho, mm. who maybe not assists, but plays big roles in terms of those key passes, he's not scoring the points that you, you maybe feel he would deserve. Yeah, for sure. And for you, for you, Jish, is that, is that pretty much the same sentiment, is it? Or is it... <laughs> I'm, I'm just sitting here going, where the fuck are you getting this information from, Dylan? Because um, it's defenders who get the most points. Um, for scoring goals, midfielders get five, and then and then forwards get four. So um, maybe we need to to sync up on <laughs> something standard. Um, but I think that to your point is um, a big part of who you're picking for your team because um, we've seen a lot of um, players who play forward for their clubs, um, but are classified as midfielders. Um, so same again, you see defenders. Um, who are wingbacks getting huge amounts of points for assists um, and for goals because of, of, of where they play um, on the weekend compared to what they're listed as in, in fantasy prem. There's Ayuzi Perez as a man in that example this season, isn't he? He's going in. Uh... Oh, right. No, we're getting some stats pulled up on us right now about this. Yeah, let's bring it in. Oh, so we're talking about how FPL bonus points systems are work. So we're talking about bonus points in the uh, in the same vein as we're talking about normal points you accumulate for picking up, uh, you know, normal minutes spent on the pitch, goals scored, assists. But we were talking more about the calculation for bonus points within the game. Oh, yep, cool. Yep. So um, from what I understand, the the best three players on the pitch will get bonus points as well. Um, but yeah, when 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 um, picking players for 
your squad, considering it's the start of the season, um, probably my number one go-to is to look at the fixture list because um, defenders keep clean sheets. They get points. Yeah. Um, well, the, the maximum amount of points. And, and looking at, um, and this is one of my favorite resources, is the um, Fantasy Premier League difficulty fixture list. Um, and then taking a look um, to spread my money throughout the 15-man um, squad so that I can rotate some players. Um, so I guess some, some tips out, out the gate would be that Everton have a, an awesome five-week run without um, any any matches that are too difficult. Is that this first um, five weeks, is it? This, this first five weeks yep, are the best weeks? Yep, Everton, Everton have um, Palace away, Watford at home, Villa away, Wolves at home, Bournemouth away, Southampton at home before they face City. Um, Liverpool probably have the best um, uh, chance of, of scoring points for your defenders. So I know a lot of people are looking to, to TAA or, or, or Trent Alexander-Arnold and, and Robbo Robertson, um, as well as Virgil van Dijk in the back line. And I uh, know some, play, some, some players have all three of those defenders because of the first couple of fixtures up front. So um, if you're wanting to see the whole um, season out, then you're going to need to to manage that team. If you want to set and forget team, um, pick players who historically do well over the course of the season. Um, yeah, we kind of want to avoid the set and forget mentality. I, I know I know it actually does work in some cases, and I've experimented on a couple of occasions. I think I, I looked back before, and this will be my 13th Fantasy Premier League season that I've played. Admittedly, I've probably only played seven or eight of them, but... A couple of those seasons through the middle there, I actually made a team set and forget and got beaten at the end of the season in points <laughs> to the team that I actually edited every week. Um, I know team mm. value is a really good way um, to kind of judge whether or not you've picked season-long players. Um, some people tend to go with the value as a measure of success, but I don't know who those strange men are. Um, so, I mean, on the conversation, you're talking about good players. You're talking about uh, players who great players and probably don't get you so many points. And then Dylan's obviously made a good point with the amount of plays you pick up to get bonus points off them as well, which is something I had never even considered in 12 years of playing. Um, but where do you spend? Where do you save? Who are some cheap pickups? Who's made some good signings? Who do you guys pick up in the kind of lower range? And, you know, we've got some big players up there worth kind of 12, 11, <coughs> 10 million. How do you decide which one you take, which one you don't? Yeah, I'll go, I'll go again. Um, basically, you want, you want players who are going to start. Um, players who are going to get minutes. Um, so we call those players players that are nailed or nailed on. Yeah. Um, so, so you're looking for um, players that are going to get minutes, basically. You might have some, some awesome players who had a bit of a dodgy season or it might be the first um, you know, go at the Premier League this season. Um, and they might be more of, more of a, a punt. Um, and then you've got players you might just want to watch for a couple of weeks as well. Um, a good example of a play you might want to watch, um, you know, uh, Mason Mount and, 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 and Barkley. Who's going to get those minutes? Who's going to start? Um, is Mount going to That's a great uh, launch a bid to, to take Barkley's spot, although he's been in form? So um, it's, it's one to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, what do you reckon, uh, Dylan? Oh, yeah, I think well, Lampard definitely backs Mason Mount. You know, he, had, he spoke highly of him uh, at Derby and obviously he has... I mean, although his arms are tied slightly, he's wanted to keep him around at Chelsea. So definitely one to watch. Um, one, one I'll throw in there uh, who had a, a great year last year was um, Ryan Fraser down at uh, Bournemouth. So you look at his stats last year. 
um, seven seven goals, and I think it was fourteen assists. Um, and then if you look at the other sort of crosses and things he he put on uh, that that sort of turn into expected goals, his stats were insane. Um, and you can pick him up for for seven and a half mil on your fantasy team. So he could be a great shout. Uh, obviously, that's very dependent on on him continuing on that form, of course. Uh, but he's definitely one one to watch. And then I suppose one I'll throw in there that's um, potentially worth a gamble is is Jack Grealish and whether or not he can step up mm-hmm. to the Premier League. I think if you look at his um, his stats from last year, he had he had six goals, six assists. Uh, you can pick him up for six mil. Um, now. It's very dependent on whether he can step up to the plate. Um, he's going to have better players around him this year, and that's why I think he could be worth um, worth a shout. Mm, yeah, he's he's good value. He, he, he's uh, what you call a thousand percent nailed on. You know, he's he's a creative player. Just not sure if if um, Villa will be able to get many results. Yeah. Um, but at the same point, you can get Barkley um, for six. Um, for six yeah, I feel like Barkley's um, never really. Honest. Frank's going to give him that license to roam. He's going to be able to be involved in a lot on the pitch. Yeah, with Loftus Cheek out early as well, so he's going to get his opportunity to to nail on that that spot. Yeah, without watching, without actually watching much of, I'm going to digress slightly here, but without actually watching much of Frank while he was at Derby County, not knowing what they played like, I know they beat United a couple of times, or, or nearly did a couple of times, but they. You know, I just kind of look at Frank going to Chelsea and go, man, Chelsea are going to play that same kind of football that they did when Frank actually played for them. And one of the kind of the best things about that is you know their midfielders are going to get involved. You know they're going to get given a licence to roam forward. I actually, you know, to that point, think Barclay would be a, a, a wonderful pickup this year, do you think, to be honest? So, yeah. The um, other thing, I just actually want to kind of take a little note to a couple of players who kind of went under their radar and they were picked up. Um, I'm actually busy here trying to find out what they're actually worth on fantasy. Um, but there's one guy, Shay Adams, who basically, if you're a Birmingham City fan, you watch the championship. I know that we got uh, a lot of everything football fans who watch the championship, but you know may not be Birmingham City fans. One of the teams who's flown under the radar this transfer window, and they do most of the time, is Southampton. But notoriously, an epic record for picking up players who turn into monsters, get picked up by bigger clubs, etc., uh, etc., so one of the guys, Shay Adams, that they picked up, and I've just found out, he's going for $6 million, uh, on fantasy at the moment, and he banged 22 goals in last season's championship. You know, for Birmingham City, they did well, but 22 goals in the championship. It is a grubby league, you know, nearly 50 games in a season. But, you know, you need goals, and those lower-end teams, or sorry, mid-table teams, should I say, to any, so apologies to any Southampton fans, um, they, they get those goals out of those players because they play a really attractive style of football. They play a high press as well. They keep the ball when they get it. Uh, and you know the strikers are going to get given options every single time. Yeah, I mean, they've got history, um, don't they, in, in terms of finding good talent. So, um, you know, if, if they come looking for a player, you, you've certainly got to consider why. So, yeah, mate, good shout. Love it. So, any other, Jess, you got any other big signings in the back of your head that you think could go boom this season, actually turn it on? Yeah, well, there are a couple to watch. You know, what's, what's um, Pepe going to do at Arsenal? Um, you know, is he going to come in and, and start from the get-go and just really turn it on? Um, Arsenal going to be very explosive at the front this season. So, um, like you scary, know, eh? 
Mate, if you're an Arsenal fan, you're sort of frothing a little bit, aren't you? It's very much, um, you know, business up front and, and party down the back, really, because... Well, well you've picked up David Luiz in, in the last couple of hours, you know, and... Um, <laughs> the calamitous be... David Luiz, but... Well, he, he's probably Arsenal's best defender now, and probably says more about Arsenal's defence than it does about David Luiz, but, you know, he's going to be picking up quite a few assists. He might be taking free kicks. He'd probably get a header off the corner, um... So he'd probably be bombing being, balls over the top. Bro, being a, being a Chelsea fan, how left field was that, him putting in a transfer request and actually saying he wants I to th- do Chelsea? Was that expected? Like, well, I, I, I was shocked at first, and I didn't realise that Luis and Lampard actually had a bit of a, um, a tumultuous history mm. um, back in 2012 against, uh, against Ruben Kazan. Um, Lamps had a bit of a go at Luis for not doing enough defending and being a bit lazy. Oh, so um, it's maybe a Lampard thing, not being a fan, more than Louise wanting to well, leave. Well, I think he, he, he might have been a bit worried when he became the manager. Um, you know, we've, he's, we've got a, a couple of other defenders there. We've got Kurt Zuma there. We've got Christensen there. Um, so, you know, is Louis going to be playing? And he probably wants minutes. You know, he's, what, 31 years old or something like that. So he's probably going to be wanting to play. If he's going to be disruptive, um, then you might as well let him go. Um, had a bit of a clear out, you know, Zeba Costa, Cahill, so... Um, it seems weird yeah. It seems weird that Frank gets rid of, you know, Cahill, obviously, I mean, I, I haven't seen him play that much in the last couple of years, but as a kind of old head around the ground, you know, I, I feel like that's a big reason why at United, for example, Ashley Young got kept on. Um, you know, it's something that, you know, teams like City just do so well now. They've got so many players who sit there and they... Um, you know, they've been there for five or six years, but they haven't been there for five or six years not doing anything. They pay their little part. They have, you know, a bit of history behind them. They also, I'm not going out here and saying City's a club with an enormous amount of history, but whilst they're creating that history, it's important to keep those players around so they know what winning feels like. They know what you have to do day-to-day to win. Yeah. Um, well, you're right. leaving There's Chelsea. A... Why would Frank get rid of him like that? Well, you need to clear some players out, you know. Um, he's got rid of Cahill, Danny Drinkwater, um, Bakayoko, um, Zappa Costa's gone, Luis is gone, Alonso's not the first choice. Um, so, you know, there's a bit of deadwood that's being cleared out there. Um, I mean, all all of those players, so players you mentioned loan, so. are great, like, admittedly could be argued were players that didn't make the cut. You know, Luis, he's won trophies. You know, he's been well, there. But, he's played with the big boys. I think Lampard's sort of, he's definitely got one eye on the future. If if reports are to be believed, he he took the job with a promise that, he gets minimum two years. Yeah. So I think he's sort of got one eye on the future where he, he needs to clear out, um, you know, what some people would call dead wood and focus on bringing through some, some younger players. So, you know, m- my opinion is that, that Chelsea are going to struggle a little bit this year, but they'll improve a hell of a lot next year. Yeah, no, that's... yeah I hope so. I mean, those are all players that um, Arsenal would pick up. So um, I'm surprised they don't get for more of them, to be honest. <laughs> it's a little jibe there, mate, <laughs> that, is it? That is a little stab. Um, I, I'm going to jump in with uh, with a few other players that I, I think can go big. Um, I've actually jotted down three. Now, some of these I feel will go big from a, a fantasy perspective and some will go big more from just a, a Premier League perspective. And, yeah. and one of the ones that I think will go really well from a Premier League perspective is um, for Spurs fans and Dombele. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Mate, his ability to keep the ball is ridiculous. I wait till you see him turn players in midfield and just have the just crazy ability 
to retain the ball. It's incredible. And he can find a pass as well. Um, so again, from a fantasy perspective, those two things uh, aren't exactly rewarded as they maybe should. Uh, another two, Moisa Keen, Ken, however you like mm-hmm. to pronounce it, depending on where you're from in the world. Everton, yeah. Um, I hate that he's Where'd gone to Everton. Oh, I hate that he's gone to Everton. I'm a Reds man, so it hurts. But, uh, you know, you look at him last year, his stats were six goals, one assist. Uh, that was in 13 appearances, but obviously quite a few of those were, were a couple of minutes yeah. um, at, at the end of games. Cristiano Ronaldo as well. 100%. I mean, naturally a great team in Juventus, but... He's a great pickup for twenty nine mil. Or is he it actually? Is. I, like, I look at him. I think you Lukaku, but I don't know. You know, don't know him from Barra Soap. So well, they're so like? they're different Style. builds, but you know, you listen to a lot of pundits and they they say that he's a, a Lukaku esque type player. Yeah. Um. So I know that uh, Everton fans are, are sort of really, no pun intended, but really keen to see how he goes. And they picked up a Wobi. What do you reckon? Just in the last few minutes, thirty five million pounds from Arsenal. I know Arsenal fans will be. You know, un- unhappy to a point to see one of their academy graduates leave, but what's he? What do you think he's going to do? I think there's massive potential there. Um, you know, he did he did all right last year, but I think when when Pepe came in, he sort of saw that as as his minutes getting cut and um, and wanted to get out. But yeah, I, I mean, there's massive potential there. What, what's your yeah, thoughts on a, that, Josh? They've got a they've got a decent run um, in the start of the Premier League. Um, you know, Sigurdsson probably a really good buy. Um, you know coming into the next couple of weeks if he if he can spread some passes through um he's going to be a really solid play he's got Rostalison who did really good um work last season and was a good value pickup there um again um you've got um is it uh Digny yeah um who's a who loves to bomb forward and smash balls into the box um so you know those are all good options um Dominic Calvert-Lewin could be um, a decent player, though not not sure what's going to happen with Iwobi um, and him, but um, we'll keep an eye on that. And that's what I mean by um, some players you might want on the watch list because one thing we haven't talked about is the fact that um, the form of the players will change the price of the players throughout the season. Yeah. Um, so some of the players who are um, good value but might not be uh, performing that well from, from the start. So um, you've got, you've got um, Kevin De Bruyne there, 9.5. You know, not quite sure what he's going to do this season, but 9.5 for him. You know, he was he was 10, 11 points a couple of seasons back, so he could be a really good. Yeah, that's a potential up. bargain. That 9.5. Yeah, that's a potential bargain. If he turns it on yeah. again, like two seasons ago, he 9.5. Just, he's been the last season like, out though, didn't he? Yeah. He still made like. He's, he's, he's had a he's had a he's had a really good preseason. Um, he's been to go on a couple of assists, and it looks like he's playing. Um, um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I've got him in my squad. I've got to say that now. And, and Sterling as well. Um, I've gone for Sterling over Salah, which is a big sort of risk. Um, if you want to stay with the pack, then you sort of have to pick players who other people are picking. Um, if you want to go out on a limb and go for some punts, then you're at real risk of sort of falling behind from the start. So if you don't have um, Salah or, um, I'd say, Bamiyang or Sterling um, in your squad, and you could ask yourself some pretty serious questions about what you want to be doing with your money because those guys are, are going to be picking up points if um, the last seasons are anything to go by. Yeah, and it's it's actually interesting that you say that because one of the kind of big things I've I've been doing right, I've, I'll, I'll go for it. I'll, I'll drop a couple out because I, I haven't gone with Salah, I haven't gone with Mane, I haven't gone with Firmino, but I've loaded that midfield with some kind of what you'd arguably call kind of 
lower tier players, uh, Sigerson, Sterling, and Pogba. In terms, of, when I say lower tier, I'm t- talking about mm. your average uh, points you gain per game week. But you, you kind of look at it, and I got stuck in this horrible place with you last week. We had a head to head. Uh, sorry, last year we got a he- we had a head to head game where you know all I was requiring to do was kind of beat you every game week to get that three points to climb myself back up the table. Uh, and you know you end up with the same players in the midfield, you know. And when you when you're battling head to head, for example, in that one, um, but also in a league the size of everything football, if you got the same players as the other team, you can't like expect to beat everyone and just gain twenty points in a game week. I, I feel if I've gone a little bit left field at the start of the season, uh, in the hope that it pays off, really. Yeah, you got you got bench boost and you've got triple captain and 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 you've got two free transfers to use. Um, if you spend all your money up front with players who don't do well, you end up having to sell them um, and spend more on players who are doing well um, for, for for a higher price, um, and it's going to start costing you money. So um, spread that money um, well at the start, which will allow you to do some in and out transfers. Um, Pogba, he's he's an interesting one. You know, is he going to be um, the 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 Pogba of old, um, he'll be on free kicks. He's probably on pens, um, so he'll be an awesome pickup. He's only eight point five. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen he might have an, a, a back injury. So, um, also United have a couple of tough fixtures. Straight um, up Chelsea first game week as well. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I you know, United don't really have a um a good record against Chelsea, really. So, um. It's going to be interesting. I think United have won what two of their last thirteen league matches against Chelsea, yeah, um, and they've lost more. Thanks for the broken heart. <laughs> yeah, the United have lost more Premier League games and conceded more league goals against Chelsea than they have against any other team. So oh. it's going to be a big game week. It's massive. I can see why you sleep so soundly. That's cold blooded. I'm. Uh, I'm going to throw one more player in there um, before we move on, and that's. Uh, for West Ham fans, if there are any within everything football, uh, your new striker, Sebastian Haller, I mm. believe it's pronounced. Mm. Mate, excited to see this guy. Last year, 15 goals, 9 assists in 29 appearances. And then you throw across to the Europa League and he got another 5 goals and 3 assists there. So you can pick him up on fantasy for 7.5 and I reckon he could be a really good shout. Yeah, he's a record signing for the club. Those with the netters, um, you know, everyone hates um, Anatovic now, so he's got a very solid, <laughs> uncontested start. Um, and there, he's partnered up with um, Xavier Hernandez, Chikorita, Um so he could be um, Man, could be I'm, banging some goals for the club. Yeah. I'm a dreamer, but like, and I love West Ham, and I love what West Ham stands for as a club, and the Hammers, and like, you know, Green Street Hooligans, and all this other stuff. But you know, are West Ham actually geared to do it? You know what I mean? Like that's that's a big club, big fan base. You gotta have a lot of bottle to perform, but you also need the ten other blokes out there on the pitch with you to perform to actually make it happen. I think Andy Carroll, uh, you know, probably got the closest I've seen recently after Tevez maybe to like uniting the fan base behind someone. Is this the man to do oh, it for them this time? I think. I've got Declan Rice in there. You know, he's um, yeah, come yeah. through the academy. Everyone loves him. You yeah. got Felipe Anderson. He's a new signing. Yamalinko. him, yeah. Um, I, I think if uh, if if things are going to happen for West Ham, um, this is probably the year where it's going to happen. They've got a, a proven manager in there. They've strengthened. Um, I, I think it's exciting times for them. Yeah, we've forgotten Lanzini as well. Um, mm. you know, he was out injured, he, wasn't he? He, he was. He, he's a solid player. Um, let's see, what, what can you get him for? Um, 
6.5. You know, uh, he had a, a, a cruciate ligament injury, but he's been um, scoring in preseason. So um, if he's playing in behind Heller or Hernandez, 6.5 um, is, is a bargain for someone who could be picking up assists like that. Just before we move on, I am going to drop one last name in there, and he's a cheap one, uh, and he's a man who I'm very fond of, and, and as a United Academy graduate thought, I expected a lot more of him. Ravel Morrison has actually been picked up by Sheffield Wednesday this year. If you've ever watched the Premier League for kind of the last five or ten years, Ravel Morrison is probably, quote Sir Alex Ferguson, the most talented youth player he's ever seen. Uh, attitude like a pile of horse shit, and, you know, arguably throwing away millions and millions of dollars. Um, you talked to kind of that class of 92 about who was coming through the Youth Academy and who was the man. Ravel Morrison was all they talked about. He's gone off, he, he went to West Ham, went to Tottenham before that, scored one of the Premier League's great goals at, uh, at West Ham against Tottenham, sorry. Uh, and, you know, he kind of launched it off. I think he was last in South America and Mexico, but Sheffield Wednesday picked him up $5 million, uh on Fantasy Premier League at the moment. I picked him up on my fantasy team. I don't know. I mean, you know, you watch him play. Dude's as good with both feet. You know, reads the game unbelievably well. Bit of an asshole. You always want that in your football team. Uh, whether he can stay focused, whether he can stay on the ball, is kind of anyone's guess at this point. Five million, kind of a bargain you can't pass over, in my opinion. Though. Yeah, I think I think it's worth a look. But, he, you know, for so long, he's been potential, potential, potential. And I think at his age, what is he, 26, yeah, is it? Be about that, mid-20s, late Something 20s like that. Like, he's got to deliver now. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have a tough tough gig in he, on his hands at uh, Sheffield. It's not going to be easy. But, um, you know, he's one of the players that they really need to step up yeah. if they're going to stay in the league. And he's at... Um, <laughs> Sorry, Scott, to, to call you out, but he's at Sheffield United. Sheffield Wednesday is still, still um, not in the Premier League. Well, oh, Sheffield <laughs> United, mate. I've been doing this all week, actually. We knew what you meant, mate. <laughs> yeah, I knew what I meant, and I'm talking Do you, um, smack. You know what their nickname is? I know the, I know Sheffield uh, Wednesday's the Owls, yeah? Sheffield's Wednesday's yep. the Owls. Sheffield yeah. United, the Blades. The Blades, yeah. I thought it was pretty, um, pretty lethal. Yeah, no, I was thinking about an owl when I was talking about him as well. That's probably why I said Sheffield Wednesday. Um, Old jersey I had. Wonderful jersey. Um, in saying that, I am going to just move this show along. It is that time. Uh, we're getting to the, the business end of the show, should I say. It is predictions time. There is uh, 38 game weeks of the Premier League season. I've been watching over the past uh, ugh, three weeks, it feels like. People just getting absolutely fizzing, salivating in excitement. Uh, and I'm going to throw to you, Jesh. I've got kind of like three or four uh, things I want to know from you in terms of what your thoughts are for the season. I'm just going to list them off for you, and you can have a little rant about all of them. And, and Dylan and I are obviously going to jump in and have a jibe when we think you're completely off, like you guys have to me. Uh, golden boot, <coughs> golden glove. I want to know the two to miss out on the top four that you think, and uh, that'll be the big kind of, oh, that'll hurt. Uh, and Premier League champion. So hit it off, man. Who do you think's got Golden Boot this cool. year? Cool. Yeah, I think um, I think my pick. I'm, I'm tossing up between between Harry Kane and Aubameyang. I think um, Spurs have sort of been quietly always there, and he's the number one man for them up front. He takes the pins, he gets the goals. Um, he's the England national and did set all round um, country hero. And so so um, my money's going to be on Harry Kane to pick up Golden Boot. 
um, for Nick Dugan. Yeah. Mate, I'm right with you there. I think the fact that he's had um, he's had a rest over uh, over their summer, I reckon he's he's primed to go. Yeah. If he can stay injury free, then uh, he's my man. I've got him in my team as captain, and I think he's going to bang goals this season. Very cool. And who you got for Golden Glove? It's been a big, big, uh, big kind of non-mover for goalkeepers, really. The only kind of notable goalkeeper signing has been Tom Heaton. Um, I think he's gone to Villa. Yeah. I mean, probably can't discount Allison. I'm probably going to give it to him again. Yeah. Do you think that'll be because of Allison, Or do you think do you think he's the best goalkeeper in the Premier League? Or do you think that's just because, you know, Liverpool's defence is arguably... You know, impenetrable. I yeah. just think the defense, the defense is good. I, I wouldn't go for Allison in, in fantasy, mainly because he's not going to stop that many shots. The defense is just so solid. Yeah. Um, so you know, might want to get someone who's going to keep sheep, but also stop some um, some shots on goal. So um, you can get better um, shot stoppers for a bit cheaper than him. Um, so looking at um, Everton's Pickford and and maybe Pope could be some decent. Um, I think, um, think Fabianski's a good shout for your um for your fantasy team as well. He was he was busy last year. That's why he, he scored so many points. I'm sure he's hoping not to be as busy, but he could be a, another shout as well. Jeez, though. I mean, for points on your fantasy, that's that's wonderful to have lots of saves. But actually, West Ham keeping clean sheets maybe. Mm, yeah, it's going to be tough. If you look at last year, I think Fabianski last year had 140. 143 points, uh, and that's because he had 148 saves. So he was a busy man. You can pick him up for five mil versus Allison available for six mil. I think Ooh. he got you 176 points. So it's not a big variation. It just depends if you've got a, a mil there. Yeah. And the other thing to think about with Liverpool is, you know, you can only have three players from that team. So do you really want to waste it? Do you waste it on Allison? Yeah. Argue, I've got literally no Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got. Uh-oh. That's why you're going to struggle. Oh, yeah, no. I th- actually, I've got Van Dyke. Sorry, right. Van Dyke. He's a goal scoring centre back, mate. Yeah, gotta have him. Two to miss out on the top four for me is going to be United and Chelsea. I just um, not sure if they'll be keeping pace this season. So good. So hard, to, hard okay. to say that. Okay. I, I think I'm agreeing with you on every single one of these, Jesh. Is, I've got exactly the same. This is messed up. <laughs> I've got exactly... Uh, because I, I go through it, I go... I see it as a two-horse race again, City-Liverpool. Yeah. I think Tottenham, they've done really well in this transfer market. Can they make the step up? Not sure. And then I look at Arsenal. I think that, that front line is deadly, but it's a case for them of can they score more than the opposition. It's kind of Liverpool 13-14. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, they'll be winning 4-3 or losing. Yeah, that's that's honestly how I see their season going. United, I think, will go fifth, um, and I think they will push Arsenal all the way. And honestly, sorry, Josh, but I think Chelsea are going to go close to getting swallowed up by by the likes of Everton, Wolves, etc. I think it's going to be really close. Yeah, so do I. You know, Arsenal beat um, United last season on points, so I think they're going to do it again. Um, Wolves, Everton, uh, Leicester, Watford, all teams that are going to, pushing for those um, Europe League spots. So um, it's going to be an interesting um, season for Chelsea to see if they can stay in Europe. I'm just going to like hot fire a question in because I know you're not prepared for it. Three to go down, who would you say? I think Sheffield will go down. Um, I'd say Brighton. Yeah. Um, yeah. You never know, these new come-up teams though. Like even though they don't, they're not loaded with star names or firepower and if you're not full of the championship, you probably don't know them from a bar of soap. But they come up with such passion. You know, they come up with this 
you know, gritty determination to just not lose games. I, I think that only gets you so far, though, yeah. and I just I think they're really lacking. Um, the third team, I'd say, would be Newcastle. Yeah. Like Steve Bruce, come on, yeah. really? They've they've actually finally spent money. The you know weeks after their best manager they've ever had leaves, like crazy. Yeah, you got you got to know this. This must have been something weird going on there. If these like I want to spend money, you can't spend money. They get Steve Bruce, and suddenly they drop you know north of fifty million mm. pounds fully. Um, yeah, you've got to keep eyes on Norwich and, and Villa as well. Um, who knows what what's going to happen to those guys? Well, yeah, just, Villa risk being the. The, this year's Fulham, don't they? They've spent so much money. Yeah, I've got a. Uh, I'll just. I'll just rip off my uh, my s- expectations, should I say? Um, I think. I, I think for goalkeeper Allison will, will definitely probably do the show, and that's to your point, Jess, just based on the fact that Liverpool as a machine at the moment, uh, it'll be hard to score against them every week. It'll be hard to score against them any week, uh, and to your point as well, it won't be because. Uh, Allison stops the most shots, or because he's a wonderful goalkeeper, but probably because you know he's just not going to have that many shots against them. You know, all he's got to do is stay stay alert for ninety minutes, make a save, they keep a clean sheet. Basically, um, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I know I can hear the halls laughing at me. Rashford is going to be my golden boot nod. Uh, mm. I think sign a new contract, man. He's you know he's got all the attributes to be a top 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 class striker. He's five years in the Premier League this year. Four years, five years actually. Twenty one. Yeah, so he's coming up nearly his fourth or fifth season in the Premier League, um, and it's it's time for him to show up. He's going to be given license. I think he's still more effective coming in from the uh, the left hand side than he is playing through the centre for United. Um, two to miss out on the top four. Honestly, man, I've got to go Tottenham Chelsea. Um, being a United fan, I'm biased. If I put myself in fifth, I'm just never going to be able to watch a game this season. But I genuinely think Tottenham, uh, I think the this, this steam is kind of run out of them. They lose Harry Kane, they're screwed. They're not going to get goals. Um, and he's had a couple of bad injuries over the last few seasons. I kind of see that happening. I think Arsenal, um, who would have who been my, my pick for kind of fifth or sixth, have probably strengthened to a point where um, you know, they're just going to just bang goals. Yeah, they got so much pace. They're so rapid, um, and and I just don't know if Chelsea can um, survive not making new signings. You know, I think they got you guys have enough talent coming out of your youth academy and whatnot, but is it going to be enough? Don't know. Uh, I think City got to do a third in a row, don't they? Really? Yeah, it breaks my heart to say it, but um, you know, being a, a Liverpool fan, it's yeah, you know, we've. We had a great year. Uh, we've got a lot of players that are at prime age. Um, I know a lot of City's players are sort of reaching their latter years, but, you know, a lot of Liverpool fans are, are out there saying, you know, uh, you know, we get the Ox back and we've got Brewster coming through and whatnot. And, yeah, that, that's great, but I really do think we needed to strengthen. When you look at the drop-off between our starting 11 and then replacements, it, you know, you look at, obviously, our front three uh, who are the yeah. most talked about. You know, you, your Salah goes, you've got Shakiri coming in. Um, Mane drops, you've got maybe Origi going out to replace him, like, or, or maybe Oxlade-Chamberlain out there. The drop-off's just too big for me, and I think City don't have that. They lose, um, you know, uh, Silva, they get Mares. You know, that, yeah, that's crazy. Their no, depth is crazy. Yeah. Their, their, their you quality guys just gave depth. away Harry Wilson, you know? Yeah, I'm which I, I don't agree with. Personally, I think he could have been a really great impact player, but 
Yeah, it's it's funny, you know. Klopp knows more, more than me, of course. But he looked really good. He did, and he banged worldies last year. Not just one or two, like mm. consistently banged yeah. worldies. He could be a decent pickup. Um, that that um, Bournemouth team we talked about before looks real decent up front. They've got two strikers, um, Callum Wilson and Harry Wilson. Um, they both look like they could be um, good players. Josh King as well in there, a little bit cheaper than those two. Um, so they could be some decent um, options up front as well. I'm excited about Bournemouth, actually, to be honest. I, I, I like the way they play. I like, I like Bournemouth. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just like them as a club. Yeah. Mm. Uniform's tight. They're both from 60 footy. Yeah. Get it on you. Eddie Howe seems like a good bloke. Yeah, he does. Seems like an absolute lad as well. A young dude. Would have been a bit of a dick when he was younger, I think. No doubt. <laughs> um, but lads, as always, uh, cheers for joining me. Um, to the Everything Football fans, you'll find us here every single week. Everything Football Facebook group, Anchor FM is your place to find us as well. You'll find us making your way um, onto all your using usual streaming services as well. Um, just before we do dump off though, we are actually going to make a little bit of a wager. I'm not sure whether you guys know about this or not, but um, we're going to actually predict uh, the 10 fixtures. right? And I haven't even thought of what a wager could be. I'm thinking... You know, let's make it like fantasy football specific. So, for example, if one of us, by chance, manages to get all 10 fixtures right, that person can abuse the other person's fantasy team. All right? Log on, just absolutely mess it up for both of us, okay? So, put it this way, if the odds, and they must be, like, astronomical, that one of us selects, and this is win-loss draw of every single fixture, 10 of them will be most likely every week, Jess, you in for this? Is this like something, you know? Yeah, like yeah, bit? I'm in. I mean, there's it. not much um, point me logging into your team because it's really pretty fucked up. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> hurtful. <laughs> Valid points, though. Um, so, you know, Dill, hit me with it then. I'll take your uh, your predictions first, mate. Top 10 off the bat. Yeah, for sure, mate. So I've got uh, Liverpool with a win. I've got City with a win. Uh, that's a way to West Ham. I've got Bournemouth beating Sheffield at home. Uh, I do actually have Burnley to beat Southampton. That's it. That's at home for them. Um, I've got Everton beating Palace away. Watford to beat Brighton at home. Spurs to beat Villa at home. I think Leicester and Wolves. That's going to be a really, really um, tough contest. I've got them for a draw. I go Arsenal to beat Newcastle. And then finally... Uh, I suppose the big one for this weekend, I've actually got United to beat Chelsea. Yeah, the boys. It's going to be through now, Pogba Hattie. That's what my triple captain says. You can go next, Scotty. I'll go next. Um, Sorry, just so I know, what was your Watford Brighton score? Uh, I'll go Watford to beat Brighton. Watford. Yeah, Watford at home. All right, sorry, let's write this down so that I've got it as gospel now, bro. Um, For me, bro, I'm going to go Liverpool to win. Uh, at Norwich at home, there's no way that they're doing anything. City away, first game of the season. They'll come out the blocks firing, especially after the, you know, they look so good in the community shield as well. I can't really say they couldn't win that. Uh, Sheffield, Bournemouth, it'll be gritty. I reckon that'll go as a draw. Uh, Burnley, Southampton, I take Southampton to win. Big call. Um, Crystal Palace, Everton. I can't look away from Everton. I reckon there'll be some bad blood there not getting Zaha. Definitely. Zaha, if Zaha goes out and scores, you know, a Hattie to say, should have paid 80 million for me, uh, I'll be a heavy bloke for that. I love a little bit of uh, 
bit of grind, but no, I'll say Everton to win that one. Um, Watford, Brighton. Oh, let's just go a draw for that one as well. Uh, Spurs, easy over Villa. That'll be like 4-0 in Harry Kane. So if you've got Harry Kane in your fantasy team, I'd triple captain that dude this week because he's going to come out the blocks firing. Um, Wolves. Got to see him over Leicester, eh? They're just too good, man. How savvy are they in the market as well? It's unbelievable. Uh, Newcastle, Arsenal. Um, I've been toying with a Bamiyang triple captain for first week. Newcastle, St. James will be rocking, though, first game of the season. Everyone's been giving Steve Bruce beef, but Newcastle fans will keep behind anyone, yeah, they eh? They'll they just will. like They are one of the top fan groups probably on the planet. Let's not get it wrong. Um, but I take Arsenal for that one. And obviously, I've got to go. Um, I'm actually, as much as I want United to win, I'm going to go for a draw. I reckon 2-2 at home. United, Chelsea. You know, Frank will be up. He loves a game against United. United will be, you know, probably stuttering in second gear, but I think they'll play a lot of good football. And I think Chelsea will just park the bus a little bit. Frankie will take from Jose. So I've got a draw for Chelsea United. Hmm. Over to you, Jess. reason. I've got um, Liverpool spanking Norwich. Um, City's banking West Ham, uh, Bournemouth beating Sheffield United. <laughs> got, um, the Blades. The Blades. <laughs> I've got um for the season, I reckon. I'm just going to get paid out for that one. I've got um, Southampton beating Burnley as well. I've got um, Palace Everton draw, and Watford to beat um, Brighton, um, Tottenham to spank Villa. Uh, I'm going to go Leicester Wolves draw, um, Arsenal to beat Newcastle, and also going for the United Chelsea draw. I think both teams will be happy to take a point from that first fixture. Oh man, it's a meaty one for the first off. Obviously, I'd be happier to take three points, but um, I mean, for the most part, I think for that that point, you know, I think Frank will probably. I think what will most likely happen, Chelsea will go up, one two goals maybe. United will probably get back in with a grubby-ass goal. Come in, draw it 2-2. United will be hammering the Chelsea goal for the last 10, 15 minutes. Chelsea will hold out. 2-2 draw. Solid. It's all in. Anyway, as always, lads, pleasure. See you here, same time, same place next week. Oh, it's 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 it's